0: We were fat teens back when plus-sized meant anything above a size
1: 12. Life was brutal. A bloodbath. Today, we look different, but still see the world through the lens of our fat girl experience. Because once you go fat, you never go back.
0: This is Full Fat.
1: Happy 2021, guys. I'm Sam Luck, with me to ring in the new year, Natalie Roach, and we're full fat, the podcast that resolves to create an open and honest conversation about fatness and, for some people's journey, what comes after. It's a new year,
0: and we're all pretty pumped about that. For our first episode of 2021, we thought we'd get personal and share what we'd like to manifest for the year ahead. And don't worry, we're not going to get all airy-fairy and, like, get out our journals or anything like that.
1: Natalie, I don't even have a journal. There will be no journaling here, but we we will have some straight-up conversation about how 2020 has changed us, what we've learned about ourselves and what our physical, emotional and spiritual goals for the next 12 months look like
0: just all the realms of life. And we're also going to throw in some
1: tips on setting healthier resolutions with another Dear Fatty segment. If you've already broken your resolutions for the year, because we're like a week out now, uh, consider this a safe space to reset and resume. We're not perfectionists here.
0: Or if New Year goal setting is not your thing, we fully appreciate that. And you can just listen to us torture ourselves. <laughs>
1: Why not? So to kick things off and get in the mood, we thought we'd start with a quick countdown just to recreate some New Year buzz. I'm ready for it hit me.
0: Three, two, one, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! year! Happy New Year, Sam. Oh,
1: my gosh. Hearing all those people is so weird because here in Toronto, we're still in lockdown. I know it's kind of anxiety-inducing being surrounded by all those fake friends, but I I think it's done the trick. I'm feeling New Year-y. I mean, the, the stock friends, I'll take it. I'll take it in this lockdown. I'll take what I can get. Let's talk New Year's resolutions, Natalie. Do you believe in them? Do you set them? Do you forget them? What's your typical approach at this time of year? i would say for me i do resolutions but there's a bit of a caveat so
0: I prefer the word intentions as opposed to resolutions. I really like that. Intentions, the definition is to have in mind as a purpose or goal and to this is my favorite part, to design for a specified use or future. There's this idea of like design for the future. Whereas resolutions, the definition is to deal with successfully or to clear up. And I think the reason why I I like I prefer the word intention is resolution kind of looks at me as a problem like i'm a problem that i need to successfully clear up this year whereas an intention is like i'm a woman who is going to design my own future like for instance for me you talked about everyone's journey is different and i do meditate i do eat really healthy but they're not necessarily always the right tools to create more of what i want in my life so one year, my intention was I want to have more laughter and joy in my life. And let me tell you something. Mindfully eating a fucking raisin is not going to make me laugh that much more. You know what I mean? Like getting the Headspace app is not
1: going to make me just like have belly laughs. I mean, I agree with you 100% about the raisin. A pint of ice cream or gelato might make me la- belly laugh for a little while. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I hear you. But I do, I do know what you mean. Like... Just this idea of intention feels a lot gentler and it also just feels real. You can't be like, I'm going to do this because you really have no idea. And I don't know about anyone else, but my track record is not good. Yeah. So one term that I've heard that I really like is
0: forced mindfulness. Like we're forced to stay in the day now. We can't say this is what I'm going to be doing in you know, September of 2021. It's like, no, I have to kind of stay in the day. And also that idea of what I want to bring into my life, like, I can do that in a day. Whereas a resolution is, I don't know, it's, it's very concrete and finite. So
1: that's kind of my take on it. But how about how about you? Do you do the whole resolution thing, Sam? I do, yeah. I'm a, I love a good fresh start, I have to say. Like, I'm one of those people that has, like, hundreds of notebooks in their life at any time. I can attest to this. <laughs> you are a fan of a notebook. I've gotten better over the years. When I was younger, I used to be really – I had love, like, nice handwriting. Admittedly, it's, like, very childish. I only print. I don't use um, running writing. But I used to be so off-put by my handwriting um, that I would want my friend in primary school to, like, write things because I thought she had lovely handwriting. And I... I would like ruin pages in my notebook and then I'd be like need a new book which just speaks a lot to my perfectionistic troubles. <laughs> so what you're what you're seeing to me is that in
0: primary school you managed to swindle yourself a personal assistant.
1: Yeah, pretty much which is uh, troubling, but um yeah, I definitely love a fresh start. And the thing for me that's changed over the years is that I used to always like every birthday was wishing that I could be slimmer, Mm. you know, every new year was wishing that I could be skinny. What's changed over the years is that it's about just the feeling of being happy in my body at whatever size that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I kind of work back from, from there, I think. And I look at, um, yeah, what are the things that really and truly bring that to life for me? So is it kind of like, Sam, would you say it's not that you want
0: the the necessarily like the physical outcome whatever that is it's that you want the feelings associated with that
1: yeah i want to feel positive in my body and i don't need to be a size 8 or a size 0 to do that no like i am someone like i've shared before that can go from a size 14 in a year to a size 18 in a year. Like I go up and down and like I've learned to dress for it. A lot of people around me don't know that I jump that much. You look dope. Thanks, honey. But I um I do think what changes most is how I feel about myself. My confidence levels, the belief in myself to just take bold actions, all of that. So what it used to look like was like, I'm gonna start Jenny Craig, I'm gonna do the cabbage soup diet. I'm going to join Weight Watchers. I'm going to do no sugar. I'm going to do no refined sugar. All of the stuff we've all done, heard of. Yeah. But now it's less diet-centric, you know, and and people around me get confused by that because, as you know, we both follow an eating plan that is pretty disciplined. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of look and think like I'm doing a diet and you feel so cheesy going, it's a lifestyle, <laughs> but it really is. I know. Well, the thing is, there's no other, there's no other shorthand and I think- that is linked to maybe some larger
0: things, especially so for women, where you always have to be explaining what you're eating in some way, shape or form. You know, I, I have some friends who just, you, you might say they're kind of, I don't know, vegetarian adjacent. And I have found myself when we went out and it it's not my business what she's putting in her body. And we went out once and she ordered fish tacos. I'm like, oh,
1: but I thought, you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just this like, explain yourself. Having surfed the scale uh, for much of my life, I've just gotten to a point where I just can't make it about that anymore. So yes, I set resolutions and no, they're not about my body. They're more about my inner self, about how I want to feel. And I think it's also just about getting aligned with my inner wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like your true essence.
1: Yeah. And learning to trust that.
0: Yeah. That, I, I love that. And like, Learning to trust what that inner wisdom tells you are the circumstances in which it can shine, as opposed to, I want to, like, let's use thinness, like, I want to get thin, right? My inner wisdom says that typically when I'm eating this way or whatever, I tend to feel more confident, more secure, I'm enjoying my relationships more, I don't feel as preoccupied, and trusting that. And I think- Mm -hmm like a related thing for me, I think I would say like that if you take the joy and laughter one, it would be, well, I'm not just going to do laughter yoga, which is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Really? Yes. People just feel. Fake laugh, like, to me, it's more about, you know, my true essence, like, being open and being curious and really, like, allowing myself to be delighted by the universe around me or, like, be silly and watch things on Netflix that are kind of comedic and dumb and farcical as opposed to, let me get this documentary going so that I can learn more about the human experience, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. At this point, I'd normally just get into asking you about your thoughts for the year ahead, but given the year we've had, the year that 2020 was, I thought it might be helpful for us to just rewind a tiny bit and speak a bit to how this crazy COVID year has shaped us. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't think this is a year
0: where we can just say like, well, 2020 is over, so let's just move. It's It's been quite a year, I think, for a lot of us at times. 2020 was really the opposite of kind of what you and I call a full fat living and what we th- say full fat represents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that whole rich, tasty lived experience and just relishing life and enjoying it and being bold. You know, for me, I would say that 2020 definitely bought moments of bitterness. Um, I have to say, too, that it actually brought quite a bit of unexpected sweetness as well. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm calmer, I'm more deeply engaged in like these little ordinary routines of life. That's for me I've noticed has been a result of less transitions in my day, less compressed time to do all these things, cooking, laundry, cleaning up my place, paying bills like all of that had to be compressed into these couple hours after i got home from work and especially if i was going out that night i just noticed like that life admin as i say got crammed into so much small space one of the reasons why i've noticed i'm calmer is i work from home by myself full time that balance is just so natural like on the tough side um i definitely noticed with the amount of quiet like i said like being living by myself working by myself, like virtual existence, especially in the beginning, I really had to kind of confront what was beneath the surface of all that hustle and bustle and stress of regular life. um, Because that can mask a lot, you know, busyness can mask a lot. And I would say that I started to notice, wow, like, every day I wake up with like, deep worry, sadness, tension. And I just noticed that I always, like, was waking up with basically a sense of dread and sadness. And I think that in the before times, I would always be able to attach it to something. Well, it's because of this meeting. Well, it's because of this. Well, it's because of that. It's because I have this thing. And when there was so much less to attach things to, I realized, oh, I just wake up feeling this way every day. And I don't think that's normal. And, like, I... I'm gonna get real with y'all. Talked with my doctor at length and she did a few assessments. And I'm I'm currently taking an antidepressant and it's been
1: it's been great. Sam was definitely there for me during that journey. And I love that you're sharing about it now too, because I don't know. I think some of us have grown up really stigmatizing being open to medication and things like that. And I just think it's such a reality for so many of us. And I just I don't know. I just really love that you brought me in and chatted to me about that and that we both felt that it was just an an option. I've had those thoughts before. Like, I've had a doctor offer me antidepressants. And at the time, I felt like it wasn't right. But it's something that I definitely am open to if if the need arises. And yeah. I had the same feeling. Like, when things shut down, I really got an acute sense of what wasn't working.
0: You know, it was. It, it's interesting, too, when we talk about kind of some of the things that you and I do and, like, maybe a, a blessing and a curse is like, I do meditate every day. I do exercise. I do eat really well. I don't drink. And that's right, everyone. I'm perfect. Like I do have a spiritual connection. It's like, so I think that for me, there's kind of a little bit of mythology around if you do all of these things, it's the cure for happiness. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, I finally got to this place where it's like, it's not about you meditating better, girl. Like it's been 10 years you, you've been eating this way for 10 years. You've been meditating for 10 years. You've been exercising for 10 years. You've had like good group of friends. And it's like, you just feel sad all the time. And like, there's nothing you're doing wrong. And I think that you can be meditating and be exercising and like do all these like resolutiony things and still, you know, need extra help. And I think that for me, I got to that place and Sam helped me get to that place. So Enough about uh, my deep inner journey. I'm curious, like,
1: how about you? Like, how do you think you're going to walk away from this year different? Mm, Yeah, I think different in lots of ways. Mm. I don't want to be super negative, but I will say just to start with one thing that this year really did for me was gave me this opportunity. I think it happened for all of us to really, like, slow down and to really look at the world and look at the world that we're all creating and our part in it and to step back and go, ew, ew gross
0: so true so true
1: racism
0: yeah to just
1: consumerism mindless consumerism just like looking at the system and like i work in advertising so you know like my part in that and like the messages that our industry is sending out into the world and right right during this period i lost a job went through quite a bit of stress like it wasn't an easy year no but it was like it was a bit of a breakthrough year for me to be quite honest I, the word that
0: comes to mind when I think of your year is honestly an awakening. It was an awakening. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't that I changed. change. It was just like honoring that little voice in me that, you know, we all have it. It says like, that person's not really your friend. Or I don't know if you should really go to that. Like, it's really quiet. And it's really simple. Or like, wow, isn't it interesting how you always feel shitty when you come back from that interaction or all of that stuff. So I think I really started to just... I think the stress that I had around that really forced me to just acknowledge it and to be like, wow, you really are at an age where I think you should probably just let some things go that aren't serving you, you know? Yeah, I think
0: also, Sam, something that's coming to mind, when the volume got turned down on your external world, because y'all, the volume in Sam's world was like eardrum breaking, like just (laughs) so much going on. When the volume got turned down on that, I think the volume on that inner wisdom you were talking about got turned way the fuck up, so you were able to hear it better.
1: Yeah, I think so. During this period, I got some time to really like stop and slow down, and I went to this thing online called the Embodiment Conference, and it was—I just got a lot out of it. It was an online thing, um, and a lot of it was it free to watch, and. I heard a lot of really amazing speakers. One thing I loved was this panel with Alanis Morissette and Dr. Gabor Maite.
0: Oh, yes. And
1: one thing that he said on this video that I loved was just around authenticity versus attachment. And I'm going to probably hack this when I try and retell this, but I'm here for it. Attachment being really important to us um, as we grow up, you know, being accepted by others, especially people on whom we depend. So like, Your family, you know, you're depending on them to survive from a really young age. And then for me, like things like my job, you know, like just suppression, this denial of our authentic selves that comes into play so that we can continue receiving that attachment and continue feeling secure by these like super necessary aspects of our lives. He says that like as a result or how I interpret what he says is as a result we lose touch with our inner selves. We lose touch with that kind of almost like that fight or flight part of us that's really there to protect us that says like, this doesn't feel right, that inner intuition, Mm -hmm. overcoming that kind of suppression has been really important to me, like coming to like what's true for me and being willing to follow that, whether it's popular or not, whether it's air quotes cool or not, and to not let other people tell me whether that's okay or not.
0: That is full fat, Sam. That is full fat, friggin' distilled. Like a hundred percent. Like you, in the words of Polly D from The Jersey Shore, I'm gonna do me and you're gonna do you. Like I'm gonna do and it, it that's not I'm not even saying that in an aggressive way. I actually say that in an inclusive and welcoming way, which is not how he said it. But I think that what you're talking about too is just when you allow that to come up as many of us have had that kind of inner volume turned up, whether we like it or not, it just, it teaches you what to approach and what to avoid. And like, that's been drowned out for so many of us. Like, I don't know what to approach and what to avoid.
1: Yeah. And we're so used to blaming ourselves and picking on ourselves and, and being like, Oh, that's just because of me or like, there's something wrong with me that I don't feel that I fit in, in this room of, of people. Um, And yeah, I'm getting to the stage where I'm like, honestly, like, I just want it to feel real. And I think part of that is just inertia of growing up fat and thinking that I wasn't good enough, not trusting my intuition. And now I'm getting to a stage where I'm like, I don't want to just trust it. I want to trust it radically.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I think that- like as we've talked about and listen to our previous catalog everyone we talked about you definitely get a sense of a really quick sense growing up in a a fat body of being able to assess for threats in your environment like that is very highly tuned Mm. what gets really dulled is a connection to your inner voice or whatever just because i don't know it's like you feel like you like what would i know exactly
1: now that we've talked about the pink elephant that is 2020 (laughs) I would love to hear what your resolutions are for the year ahead, Nat, just to make it interesting. I was thinking maybe we could break them down by like physical goals, emotional ones, and spiritual. Okay. So, again, I'm going to kind of refer back to this
0: is my, these are my intentions for the year. Um, I think that I've, I think I've hit on all like the categories here. Maybe I think for me, like I'll interpret physical as being like everyday, like life or movement of my body in some type of way. But um, emotional and spiritual, I would really like to cultivate patience, gentleness, and ease with myself. Um, That's one of them for sure. I'm very hard on myself. I'm very impatient with myself. And I just, I want to cultivate that more and whatever that means. And sometimes it's as small as, you know, I sometimes get this really big urge, like if I have two hours free, like what errands and tasks can I fill this with? And it's like, what if you just like sat on the couch right now, lit a friggin candle and just zoned out for a bit, like just read or whatever, like just cultivating that kind of gentleness and patience. Mm-hmm. I think another thing, too, kind of on that same vein, is I've gotten a new career opportunity. I've gotten a new job that I'm gonna be starting in the new year. And <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely gonna provide an opportunity for growth and challenge. And I just, I wanna rise to that occasion. And I think in order to do that, I'm like, you know, going to need more patience and gentleness with myself, you know, sometimes like learning something new and being in a new environment can be a humbling experience. You
1: know what I mean? And it's also pretty, I'm not trying to be like negative, but it's pretty stressful. It is. Because you've got all these people around you that you're trying to make an impression on. So I think this attitude of going really gently with yourself is going to serve you natalie i think
0: it's gonna serve me and if i think of more like physical kind of fun ones i'd say one of them is i bought this piece of art that's like a bunch of birds that you have to hang on the wall like it's wall art and you have to hang each of them individually i got it off etsy with the inordinate amount of time i spent on etsy put a bird on it i'm gonna put a bird (laughs) on it and i hate anything home improvement home installation end of 2021 at least one of those birds is gonna be on my goddamn wall so that's one of them the last one is actually some type of getaway um, with my new man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is a this is a slightly new, I mean, Sam's obviously aware, but for our listeners, this is a slightly new development that I'm I'm excited about. But uh, I met someone back in the fall, and um, things have progressed, and we're officially uh, you know exclusive, and it's really exciting. It's yeah, locally or spirits willing. Uh, internationally by the end of 2021
1: I would love to go on a getaway with my new man oh my god yes I see you right now in Barbados so what about you Sam like what are you thinking for 2021 I've got quite a list (laughs) (laughs) I know you do for physical I definitely would like to work on fitness this year because I find and I've shared this before like I have such a low pain threshold when it comes to really pushing myself at the gym or in a home workout and I just see my boyfriend he's really good at it he loves it and I think there's a a breakthrough period and I just don't ever really keep the habit up enough to really break through that so that's one of my goals well just one thing that I actually heard like just so you know
0: I've been exercising for a minute now and like I've I haven't broken through like I just I like the after effect but it's like every time I go to get on my treadmill and go for a run I'm like oh like every time
1: I hate hearing that nap (laughs) Like I, I heard something last week that was like, after three weeks you will have a breakthrough, and I was like, three weeks of doing like regular workouts, okay, I can do this. I'm here to inspire hope. The other physical thing is just like staying abstinent from flour and sugar, which is what I like to do, and just maintaining that way of eating that gives me a lot of peace. And then also part of that is sobriety. So. Woohoo! Parties at my house, guys. You tend
0: to feel better when there's really clear boundaries around when and what you eat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, for inner or emotional, uh, I want to accept my love of alone time. Like this isolation has shown me I, I'm i a bit of an isolator. I dig it, man. I like it.
0: Driving over here.
1: Yeah, like I loved that New Year's Eve was just me and three other people. I'm a one on oneer I love that shit Mm -hmm. and you know we just hang on to these little nuggets of shame and like not good enough and I just I'm so fucking tired of it Nat.
0: Yeah like lift up the good about myself like lift up like what is dope like just lift that up celebrate it expose it to the sunlight it doesn't mean I'm ignoring my my you know more challenging traits but it's just celebrate the good.
1: Uh, And then for spiritual stuff I've been really inspired by others like us putting this podcast together, we had so many people, like, help us. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Just
1: jumping up and being like, yeah, we're going to help you with the intro. We're going to help you with photography. Or I love that. Like, I want to... I want to find opportunities to be of service. And I think this podcast is hopefully one of them too. I'm just going to jump in there and just kind of give a shout out to our listeners. Like
0: you fall into that category. People have said the kindest things to us. We get so many emails or people give us positive feedback and it all matters. Like it just thank you. Like I want to cultivate that too. Like taking the time to just send someone a note of praise or appreciation or it, it really matters. It really matters. So, yeah,
1: that's that's both a thank you and a an, uh, thank you for the inspiration. Yeah, and I want to, like, I already try to do this all the time, but, like, I, my boyfriend always laughs because we walk down the street and I stop women, older women, younger women, whoever, and I'm like, you look amazing. Oh, my gosh. When I see people and they just look like they're their best selves, I want to tell them, like, as far as I'm concerned, They're making the world more beautiful for us all. 100%. When I see people who are
0: clearly feeling themselves,
1: it's it's like great. I love it. I love it. And then last on my list is to get quiet and come to know my true purpose. Just that. Just that. No big deal. Some Eckhart Tolle shit right there. Yeah.
0: I actually think it might be time to dig into the dear Fatty's mailbag or a lunch bag, as we like to call it, having both had short
1: careers as lunchbox thieves, reference to the first episode, everyone. Love those cutlet sandwiches. This is where you email us. This is fullfat at gmail.com with a dilemma, with a question. And we do our best to give you some solid advice in return. Yep. Yeah. And we'll never call out your name or email. It's all private, nor do we claim to be experts at anything, really.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Least of all life. We're just sharing some uh, wisdom from our own experiences. So with that all said, what does our latest emailer have to say, Sam? Okay. Dear fatties, with New Year's fast approaching, the perennial refrain of New Year, New You, BS, is cropping up. And my feeds are seeing an increase in diet, workout, and lifestyle ads. So true. I don't think there has been a new year since I was 13 that wasn't accompanied by resolutions to somehow lose weight, both from myself and usually most of my family members. Yes. Mm, God, relate. Over the years, this has morphed from straight up, I'm going to lose weight, to the more euphemistic, I'm going to get healthier. I'm guilty of that. And it has usually hung over the entire Christmas season as an unspoken justification and apology for eating and drinking what we like. The younger generation of women in my family have been more proactive in recent years, trying to identify this kind of talk and combat it. It's very difficult, though, to override years of conditioning. But I hate thinking of my two young nieces who are growing up surrounded by the same kind of toxic talk. Is this something that comes up around New Year's for both of you? And do you have any tips for how to deal with this annual barrage? Thanks. Signed off. I'll be fitter next year.
0: Mm, Wow. Fitter. That's a great one for this time of year when diet culture is really peaking. Um. And just like you said, diet culture falls under the euphemism yeah. of, like, fitspiration and getting healthier. So
1: you go first, Anne. What are your thoughts on this? I think any woman who has grown up in a world that's really shaped by that white, cis, hetero, male gaze starts their year in this way, in, in some way of, you know, like this, where we just – it's a it's a barrage not just from our families but from the media as well, you know. It's from now what they call like the wellness industrial complex. Yeah. One of the things I just want to say is to start off with I think we need to really appreciate that and be really forgiving of ourselves because we didn't create this in us. Keep the conversation open, catch yourself, you know, with no judgment like I've had that after listening to episodes of our podcast. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't like how that sounded or we're just human. And we've grown up in this like very intense world that tells us we need to be a certain way. So yeah, of course we're going to make mistakes. And I think a lot of what you see online is just like cancel culture. And I think we need to really break away from that in our personal lives. Just that lack of judgment of yourself and others, because we're all just trying. Yeah. Like kind of, as we as we talked about earlier, like cultivating that
0: kind of graciousness, yeah. patience and ease with myself and others. And you're really good at that, Sam. Like I tend to be more like dualistic, like I'm I'm in the right, you're in the wrong with your perspective. So I mean, I'm I'm curious to kind of see where your advice goes for fitter and where mine goes and see if they're aligned.
1: That's where I'd start is just like, understand your work in progress, understand where that comes from, catch people with love, without judgment. I would look at your social media accounts. Who are you following and what is their intention around this? Yeah, 100% breaking into conversations that are going down a path that feels kind of unhealthy and just like offering up an alternative is really good. What makes the biggest impact is you changing your behavior. And I know that's not new to anyone, but that really is true. Um yeah, just speaking from a different place. I agree with a lot of what you're saying.
0: And a theme that I'm hearing from you that is similar to what I thought when I read Fitter's letter is it can begin and end with you. You'll notice that like neither I nor Sam talked about here's exactly what you can say specific scripts whereas last like in the last episode we did that whereas more this is an entire culture and I really think that you will get some comfort and some peace from really focusing on yourself and to what Sam said that sometimes that actually I might mean quote-unquote calling yourself out in a really gentle way like sometimes we think that we can hide the innermost things that we think so I'll, I'll just say for myself like I've been more sedentary over the holidays and um, I haven't been running as much because I blow up my hair more over the holidays and I don't like to ruin it with sweat, real talk. And I've definitely noticed myself like grabbing the inner part of my thigh and being like, "Mm, I don't like this. And it's like, I have to kind of call myself in in those moments and be like, here I am on full fat talking about embracing, you know, bodies and whatever it is you look like. And I'm grabbing my inner thigh. So, like that's a moment for me to treat myself with like love and gentleness. So I think notice those moments when you actually might be doing it yourself. I don't know as if you need to always battle what other people are saying, but I can just interject and start talking about something else. There's small little things, but people notice them. People do notice them. And I would say, like when it comes to younger ones. Pay attention to how it is you talk about food. Like, is it like this is a big treat and we don't normally do this? And and uh, trust me, like again, I'm not a parent. And the, let me tell you, the last thing not like parents want to hear is from non-parents. It's just I I am mindful sometimes about how I talk to younger women about like just be casual about food. Like just be neutral and casual about food, even if you don't feel that way. Yeah fitter i think that you're fighting the good fight but i also want to invite you to put down the battle axe so to speak and just wrap yourself in a warm blanket of self-love cheese but true
1: now even though we have shared i guess quite a few things that are on our minds going into the new year we don't want you thinking it is by any means easy for natalie and i nope (laughs) like you we struggle to form new habits to change those parts of ourselves that are well worn that run deep. And it's worth remembering that statistics show something like only 9.2% of people actually achieve their resolutions each year now no, I said resolutions, not intentions. That's the beauty of uh, your perspective, Nat. What I love about this reset, this new beginning each
0: year is the renewed hope we each have. And I feel like hope is as vital as love and not losing our faith in your ability to grow and change and transform. And understanding that growing and changing and transforming can be just about accepting ourselves as we are as well.
1: Yeah, Especially after the year we've just come out of. So, Hey, Happy New Year, Nat. Happy New Year to you too, Sam. And I mean, all I can say is that 2021
0: better bring it.
1: Bring it! It's already feeling better than last year. Um, and we're looking forward to bringing you more episodes this year. You can subscribe to Full Fat on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. And do us a favour. Please give us your rating and review while you're on the Apple platform. Apparently that helps us get noticed or something. Email us this is
0: full fat at gmail.com and we will give you a no BS take with dear fatties.
1: On Instagram, we are at this is full fat and fresh episodes drop on the 1st and 3rd Thursday of every month. Our next is out January 21st. We are going to be talking fatspo, the fat women that have and continue to inspire us. Looking forward to that one for sure. Until then, stay greasy ladies.
0: Stay greasy ladies.